Here we are. We give ourselves away. Our life is not our own. Lord God, we belong to you. We belong to you. We work for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, Zion Hill. I said good morning, Zion Hill. Anybody come to praise the Lord this morning? Put those hands together like this. Oh! 
Hallelujah. Oh, we can do better than that in the house of the Lord. They just said we will lift his name on high. Glory to his name. God has kept us all week long. And we have a right to lift his name on high. Glory to God in this place. I would like to say good morning. Good morning. And good morning. Welcome to Zion Hill. Well, Dr. Joshua Jordair is our senior pastor. We thank God for you coming out to worship our Lord in spirit and in truth. And if this ministry has blessed you in your online view, we thank you for tuning in to Zion Hill on this morning. Please click like, share, and subscribe. This ministry has been a blessing to me, so I know it's been a blessing to you. But oh, do you know what time it is now? Hey, it's giving time on the hill. The Lord has given unto us, and he has shown us just how much he loves us. Not once a day, not once a week, but every day, every day, he blesses us with new manna. He blesses us with new mercy. He shows us that his grace is sufficient. So now it's time for us to show the Lord just how much we love him. And, and do you know offering and tithes is an act of worship? An act of worship. We don't go to sleep during offering time. See, I like how the Africans, when you go to the African church, uh, they get down when they get their offering. Oh, they go to God with praising and baby, they be doing a jig. But when it's time for us to give offering, we looking around. We find that one dollar that say in God we trust. Baby, it's for the investment of the kingdom. And you can see that Zion Hill put the money to good use. There are some projects that's coming up. And the only way that we can get these projects to manifest is that we come together in solidarity and give what the Lord has given unto us and walk in the obedience and giving our 10%. Now y'all going to say, oh, that's under law. Well, baby, if you want to give in the New Testament, you can give under grace. That's a little bit more. So if you want to give grace, hey, glory God. Now, if you still want to give under the law, you still walking in obedience. It don't matter which part it all, it's all true. So let's go to God and pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for life, health, and strength. Father, we thank you for closing us in our right mind, God. Oh, God, we thank you for keeping us when we can't keep ourselves. Father, we thank you for delivering us when we don't have the strength to even deliver ourselves. We thank you for good, for every good and perfect gift. Father God, on today, set the atmosphere, oh God. Let your Holy Spirit come in like a rushing wind. Father God, we bless everyone that's in the house and those that have tuned in. Father God, we ask that you will bless everyone, Father God, with overflowing blessings. Father God, bless that person that has the widow's might, that it comes from the heart, God. Bring about increase, God. Overflow, God. I pray a Joel 2 blessing over your people, Father God. Double anointing. Double blessing, God. Father God, we thank you for a double healing. 
I thank you, Father God, that you're healing our land and you're healing our people. Father God, we cause those things that are not as though they were, God. Father God, we decree and declare, oh God, in the name of Jesus, increase, God. Decrease in these prices and this inflation. In the name of Jesus, God. Father God, you said in your word that you wish that we all shall prosper and be in good health. So, Father God, so as our souls shall prosper. So, Father God, we thank you, God, that even now, God, you're healing us. Even now, God, you're prospering us. Even now, God, increases in our house. And we say thank you. Father, forgive us of our sins and our transgressions. Blot out our iniquities with the blood of Jesus, God. If we misappropriated our finances, God, if we misappropriate our finances, Jesus, we pray for forgiveness, God. Hey, glory. Forgive us, oh God. Father, on today we let that person that, that, that we've been had on the hook for years, God, we release them on today. And we forgive, God. And love covers a multitude of sins and faults. So, Father, we thank you for loving us. Father, God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all sin and evil. For you are El Shaddai, the Almighty God. For you are Jehovah Nisic, God, you reign in victory. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And the people of God with a Shabbat said,
said unto me let's go to church I pray that something will be said or done today that will increase your faith in the Lord there's no better place to be than to be in the presence of God we welcome those of you who are live streaming with us whether you are here locally out of state or throughout the nation and those of you watching from overseas we appreciate you joining us Zion here loves you it's a joy that we can come together and praise the Lord we are blessed to have some of our guests here this morning I see some of our community leaders in the house amen what a blessing that's Brother McCall there. He's with the school board. So, thank God we have people in high places. Amen. And I see our state representative here. Amen. Honorable Lavadon here. And I even see my police juror, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Man, we got all the... All the powers in the house. Amen. We are grateful. And, and, and that is uh, Honorable Jules Green. Amen. I believe he is running for District 2, if I'm not mistaken. 
which district, sir? Oh, councilman at large. Amen. Now get it right now. Councilman at large. Jules Green, we are so grateful to all of you. There are no strangers here. So they are very frequent flyers. They come and worship with us from time to time. And we are grateful. The Bible says you give honor to whom honor is due. So that is all I'm doing. I'm also pleased to report to you we have uh, visitors and guests from Houston, Texas. Amen. That's a blessing. We have with us uh, from Friendship Baptist Church in Houston, uh, Deacon Alvin Smith is in the house, along with his wife, Sister Tia Smith. Will you all please stand? We just want to celebrate you. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Amen. We love you. And you are looking good there. So maybe I need to go to Houston. Amen. Uh, one, one of the, their daughter, Jessica. I know we have another Jessica here somewhere. Amen. And Jessica is a student over there at Louisiana Christian University, where I am the vice president of the university. So uh, it's a blessing to have your students here. We have some professor here, Dr. Brown. is also a professor at the university. Amen. So Zion Hill is looking good on the radar. Uh, Dr. Brown has just been promoted. She is now the interim dean for the School of Nursing. Amen. Right here in the house. Amen. And you know what is so good about it? I was there when I have to vote for my own member. I said, yes. All the yes, amen. I said, amen. <laughs> what a blessing. We welcome every one of you. Are there any other guests in the house? I just want, I don't want to miss anyone. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. We just love you. Well, let's all get up and just walk around and say hello to one another. Amen. I'm sorry. Our guests over there, we, we love you. We appreciate you. Just walk around, say hello to someone. What a fellowship. What a joy divine.
God to come and bless us with a song, and after which your pastor will come and minister. God bless you.
said and he he is God and God said what hast thou done the voice of thy brother's blood is crying out unto me from the ground let's pray our Father and our God, we are grateful for this beautiful day. It is the day the Lord has made it, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Holy Spirit, we we'll welcome you to this place. It's a blessing to hang out with you. Have your way in this house. Speak to our spirit man. Help our understanding and answer our prayers today. Lord, we pray that you will be glorified in the house. This is your church. These are your people. Now I step back that you may step up. Have your way in this house. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Permit me to give you some background to the passage that was read to your hearing. From the first page of the Bible, the book of Genesis, God indicated that in the beginning, he created heaven and earth. Am I right about it? Also, if you follow the account of the Bible, 
you will find out that God eventually created Adam and Eve. And he put them in the garden. Am I still in the book? Then you will notice that this couple, they had two children. The firstborn, his name is what? Cain. And the secondborn, his name is Abel. I'm just trying to make sure you, you're reading your Bible. And bless God, this couple, they were growing their family. And one day, they went to church like you did this morning. So, worshiping God is nothing new. It didn't start with you. And while they were in church to worship God, God asked them of offering. Just like you were asked to give. To honor God with your substance, to honor God with the first fruit of your increase. By the way, that's important because when we think of worship, we think it's when we sing, when we shout, when we dance. But your giving is a type of worship. Say amen to that. If you don't believe me, you remember I was teaching you a few days ago about Abraham. How God asked him to go up on Mount Moriah and offer his son as a sacrifice. That's what God told him. And then Abraham was heading up there. He told all the the People who are not ready to worship, he said, you will stay here with the ass. And me and my son, we're going up yonder to do what? To worship. My message to you, point number one, is to make sure you understand that worship is more than just shaking your booty. Your giving is worship. Even you can worship God in your prayers. So God asked these two young men, Cain and Abel. Now they're in church, they say, I need an offering from you. And if you study the word of God, you would notice that Cain show up with his offering. And Abel also show up with his own offering. The Bible records that Cain brought some fruits. Why? Because he was a farmer. So he brought some fruit, some produce from his farm. I remember growing up in rural Africa, it's not uncommon that you show up in the church and you see some corn on the stage. And you see some yam. Now, for you Americans, if you see that, you'll be wondering, what, what in the world is going on here? But they have learned, just like in Bible days, to honor God with what they have. They may not have dollar bills, but they work hard during the year, and they bring the produce of their trade and put it before God. I always wonder what happened to those things. 
I was just a little boy, and you will come, you see all, you see vegetables, you see all kinds of things. I said, wow, that's interesting. And then as little boys, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We want to go grab one, and somebody will slap the crap out of you. <laughs> they say it belongs to the Lord. Okay. So Cain did just that. He put some produce, some fruits, before God. Abel did the same thing. He brought a lamp. Why? Because he was a shepherd. Am I right about it? By the way, let me also bless you with some understanding. Notice that both of them are gainfully employed. (laughs) I just want to bless some of the men here. It is so important that you don't go through life without a job. If you're a man, you're supposed to get you a job. Amen. You can say, Pastor Joshua said it. It's a man's responsibility to provide. So if you don't have a job, you cannot provide for your family. And it was never God's design for any man to eat off of a woman. I know I'm messing up your American culture now. But I'm a preacher. I got to tell you what does says the Lord. It's for your own good, by the way. You lose something when your woman has to pay your bills. You lose respect. You lose authority. I don't know about you in my house. When I say somebody move, guess what happened? They move. I'm trying to help somebody here. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine me coming home or, or talking to my wife Elizabeth and say, please give me some money for gas? You don't even feel right saying it. <laughs> so, brothers, get a job. Get a job. Get J-O-B. I don't even care if you don't make much. Do something. Show that you are responsible. I know this may be difficult for some of you to believe. The Bible says if a man would not work. <laughs> I don't write that. You see, I'm just a male man. Delivering the message. So, ladies and gentlemen, be sure and be very sure. It will add value to you as a man. When I come home, my wife is glad to see me. Amen. The dogs, they start barking. Welcome. Amen. (laughs) Welcome home. (laughs) Because they know. As a man, part of your job is to sustain your family. Amen. Well, let me leave that alone. Move it right along. <laughs> say, what is wrong with that, brother? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know in that story that God accepted the offering of Abel. I can stop them preach all day because this is something that is foreign to 
my American friends. Well, back in the Bible days, they don't wait till next year to find out whether God accepts your offering. When you bring your offering, God will consume it instantly if you accept it. And if you see your offering still, still on the ground, that's God's way of telling you, no good, I don't want this. This is for your, your dog and your, your chicken and cat, not for me. I love that. Even that happened in Mount Carmel. If you all remember when Elijah went against all these false prophets, the test of the day is to see whose offering God will consume. And the Bible said the prophets of Baal, they cried all day. And there was no fire from heaven. So when God said, the Bible said, God accepted the offering of Abel, that's not just some fancy word. God reserved the right to accept or reject what you offer. If you're going to sing before him, and you sing louder for the devil than you do for God, he has every right to say no. That's beneath me. If you're making all this stroke load of money and you come to church to tip God, God has the right to say, no, I don't want that. So God refused to accept Cain's offering. The Bible says Cain became upset about it. He became angry, he became jealous, he became envious. And then you know what, what happens later on. One day, they were in the field, and then Cain killed his brother. Am I still in the book? God came to approach him to talk to him, and that's the passage I just read to you this morning. God is saying, basically, where is your brother? By the way, anytime God asks you a question, you better start praying, because he knows the answer. How do I know? I'm a lawyer by profession, you know. When a lawyer asks you a question, trust me, he knows. He, he, he wants to get you to see if you're going to lie, you're going to purge yourself, or you're going to tell the truth. God asked him the question, where is your brother? Cain became a smart aleck, like many of you folk in church. Have you ever seen... Even little kids, you ask them a simple question. Have you had breakfast? Well, uh, my mama said, this is a simple yes or no question. Have you had breakfast? But the Negro has had breakfast already, but he wants to position himself to have another one. So when God asked him, where is your brother? Instead of saying, he dead. Or I killed him. He asked the question, am I my brother's keeper? That's 
That's enough for many of us to repent. You cannot lie to God. His name is Jehovah Shammah. He is there. When you are acting a fool, he is there. He saw you when you are acting ugly. He's, he even knows the condition of your heart. So God said to Cain, Look, stop tripping. The blood of your brother has been crying out unto me. And I heard it. That blood from the ground. By the way, there's a, another lesson there. Because one thing you all need to pick up is that blood has a voice. So before you go out there and hurt somebody, before you go out there and shed innocent blood, you need to know you may beat the legal system, but there is a court of heaven. And the voice of your that victim's blood will cry out unto God. Notice what he did. He buried the victim. And you can bury it. You can cover up the evidence. But make no mistake about it. God can hear the blood speak. You cannot get away clean. So it's not so much about whether the police are coming or not. You need to know there is a higher power. I don't do wrong. I don't commit crime. Not because I'm so holy, but because I fear God. Are you still here this morning? Yes, at times our court system don't hear the sound of justice. I'm an officer of the court. I can tell you sometimes we miss the whole case. The courts, the lawyers, the jury, everybody. Sometimes we don't hear the voice of justice. But God can hear it. God can hear the voice of a crying mother. God can hear the blood of anybody you kill drive by. All this shooting of the innocent in schools, the blood of those young children will cry out unto God. So be careful. Don't say I'm depressed. Don't say something bothering you. Now, just because you have some things to worry about, don't mean you have to take out the whole city. Now, I'm trying to point out some theological things before I get to my message. Notice the location. Of this, what we call in my profession, we call it the crime scene. Notice that crime scene is on the field. Now, who works in the field? Cain. That is his jurisdiction. That's where he works. Abel came to the field. And if you really understand the word of God, it's symbolic of Jesus Christ Come on, sir. and the planet Earth. 
The Bible calls Adam the first Adam. And the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. Second born. Just like Abel was second born. Abel left his domain to come to the field. Jesus left his domain in heaven to come to the planet earth. When he got to Cain in the field, Cain killed Abel. Just like humanity killed Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, then you see the blood flows from the body of Abel all the way to the ground. And when that blood hits the ground, the blood started to cry out. The same thing with Jesus Christ. That that story is telling you what's fixing to happen in ages. Because when they killed Jesus, they put spears in his side. The blood flow from his body, flow through the, that old rugged cross. And when that blood hits the ground, the blood begins to speak out. See, what the devil did not understand is what will happen after the blood is shed. And I submit to you that day when that blood began to cry out unto God, it's been over 2,000 years ago, that blood is still crying out. That blood is still speaking. Can I tell you something? That blood is still flowing. That's why you hear the choir saying the blood will never lose its power. It flows from the highest mountain to the lowest valley. Ladies and gentlemen, that blood is still pleading. Pleading for you and me. So it means you don't have to let the devil walk into your house. You don't have to let the devil mess with your health. You don't have to let the devil mess with your finance. Guess what you need to learn to do? Plead the blood. I finally got to my message. I just don't want you to be reading the Bible as a story. What you are reading has implications. The word of God is life. The word of God is prophetic. So when you see the devil raising his ugly head in your house, guess what you need to do? Plead the blood. You don't have to let the devil control your mind. Plead the blood. You have the right to fight back, not in your own ability, because you and I, we are frail. You and I, we are fickle. What you do, you plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? In Africa, I see that so much growing up that I'm so used to it. We have old folks in Africa. They just don't come. Old folks don't come to church wearing skirt way up here. They just don't do that. Uh, Sometimes I'll be scratching my head trying to understand some of what I see in America. I still don't get it. But those old folks, they will dress properly usually mostly in white and they have an apron 
and they will sit together. And when the preacher is preaching, if they hear something, if they notice the devil trying to disrupt, they say, I plead the blood. And the preacher is still preaching. Another one will say, I plead the blood. Say, I was just a young boy. I didn't understand what I'm listening to. Why, why are these old women saying they plead the blood? Eventually, when I grew up and went to law school and came out of law school, then I understand what it means to plead. <laughs> As a lawyer, you argue for or against in writing. And when you are, when you are writing that, you are submitting a legal pleading. I will submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, when you plead the blood, you are saying to the devil, you have no authority to be in my house. You have no authority to mess with my children. You have no authority to mess with my job. You are saying you have no authority, devil, to mess over my family. In case you don't know, you need to know that the devil is terrified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Why did I say that? If you remember, he was defeated by the blood. Am I right about it? So he is scared to death when anybody talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we still sing there is power in the blood. That's why we still talk about the blood. That's why we still sing about the blood. That's why we still preach about the blood. Because when we plead the blood, the devil has to back off. If you don't hear anything I'm trying to say to you today, learn to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout the blood. Say it again. I'm not talking about your intellect. I'm not talking about your position. I'm not talking about your degrees. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. You better learn to plead the blood in your life. Because the devil will try to mess over your children. Guess what you're going to learn to do? Plead the blood. Here you are, you're working hard on your job. The devil will raise his ugly head. Guess what you need to learn to do? Plead the blood. Sometimes you are happily married, everything is going right with you, and the devil will raise his ugly head. Guess what you need to do? Plead the blood. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. The devil may be acting ugly already in your life. The devil may be showing his ugly head on your job. The demons, sometimes they cannot get to you, they'll be messing with your own children. You need to learn to plead the blood. The answer is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Plead the blood. So if you are sick, go to the blood. If you are frustrated this morning, plead the blood. If you are depressed, 
Plead the blood. If you are addicted, you can tell sometimes when your mind is skipping. Amen. And no shame in my game. I used to have a very sharp mind. I mean, elephant memory. I can remember things that happened way, way back then. But now sometimes I just want to call somebody on the phone. And before I walk from where I'm sitting down to where the phone is, I don't forgot the name of the person I'm trying to. So guess what I learned to do? I plead the blood. I say, Lord, I clothe myself in my right mind. Some of you, you may be in school. You've been studying all semester. Believing God for a good grade. Guess what you need to do? Plead the blood. There is power in the blood. There is salvation in the blood. There is healing in the blood. Somebody under the sound of my voice this morning, you're going through some sickness. They diagnose you, they say, this disease in your family. You don't have to accept it. Don't get used to being sick. Don't get used to being defeated. Plead the blood. There is deliverance in the blood. If you are addicted to alcohol, or your children are having some problem with their mind, guess what you need to do? Like you drink water every day, plead the blood, plead the blood. I wish I could tell you that my children never had a problem. I'd be lying. I wish I could tell you I never had any problem in my marriage. I'd be lying. I wish I could tell you I never had a problem on my job. I'd be lying. But guess what I learned to do? I plead the blood. The blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood over my children. The blood over my marriage. The blood over my house. The blood over my job. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Don't let the devil get away with anything. God told those Israelites, he said, put the blood on your doorposts. Am I still in the book? And he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You will not believe how many bad things that has escaped you because you sing about the blood. You talk about the blood. You preach the blood. You plead the blood. So please don't forget that. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your peace of mind. Don't let the devil steal your rest. Some of you will tell me, Pastor, I cannot sleep. How are you going to not be sleeping? My wife always tells me, how can you sleep so quickly? I said, because the blood of Jesus is upon my life. I just want to talk to you about something. You were gone. (laughs) Thank God for the blood. Storm may rise and wind may blow, but there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ.
Learn to plead the blood of Jesus. Don't let the devil get away with anything in your life. Use the blood in your warfare. Use the blood on your job. Use the blood in your prayer life. You speak to any demon that's messing with you. You say, spirit of cancer. I plead the blood of Jesus. You have no place in my house. Spirit of leukemia. You will not take my son. You will not kill my daughter. You will not kill me before my time. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. So if you are here this morning and you are coming under the attack of the enemy, guess what I ask you to do? Plead the blood. It is in the blood that you find victory. When Jesus hung up there and he said, it is finished, your problem is in that list. Your situation is on that list. Your circumstance, whatever you're going through right now, what you need to learn to do is to plead the blood. Even when you don't know what to do. I don't know about you. Sometimes I get to a point I, I don't even know. What in the world is going on? I don't know what to do. Sometimes I don't even know how to pray. Learn to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Some of you, there's an attack right now on your health. Some of you now, you're making a career out of going to the hospital. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. In a few minutes, we're going to be taking the Holy Communion. It's not just a religion. It's not for show or fashion. We want to remind you and remind my own self that there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know what kind of trickery the devil is trying to play in your life? Some people, alcoholism is a serious problem in their home. Some people, you have children that are dropping out of school. Some men here, their problem is womanizing. Some people are here today, they cannot function without pornography. There is a way out of your problem. There is a way to be delivered. Maybe you're facing a problem of drug addiction. You say, Reverend, I can't help myself. I tried to quit, but the craving, the craving kept coming back. Guess what you need to do this morning? Plead the blood. Some of you, your loved one is making a career out of going to jail. My heart. It's so boring today when I talk to young people and they see going to prison as a rite of passage. But we can be delivered from every attack of the devil. How, brother pastor? Plead the blood of Jesus. Maybe you have a situation where your children, your loved ones, they're just having babies. Babies out of wedlock. 
in your heart you can see something is wrong. But the blood of Jesus will break every curse in our lives. Plead the blood of Jesus. Maybe you're in a situation where your loved ones, your friends are trying to commit suicide. Many people will come on TV, oh, I didn't notice anything wrong. You ought to be attentive. You are watchman on the wall. Watch your children. Watch your spouse. Watch even your elderly in the house. Every now and then I'll go in my, my children's room and I'll start fumbling around. Amen. Daddy, that's my privacy. I say, as long as I'm paying the bills, <laughs> no privacy around here. If you want privacy, get your own house. Hallelujah. Pay your own bill. But as long as, as I'm paying, I have the right to decide what you're going to watch, even on your TV. I don't know about you. Last month, cable, suddenly, yeah, I called them up. They charged me $250. And sometimes I went through all the channel, couldn't find nothing to watch. Yes, I said it. Somebody needs to tell the truth. I have to learn to take over. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of every stronghold. So if the devil is trying to mess with your children, plead the blood. If the devil is trying to mess with your home, plead the blood. If you're at home right now, you know by now you went to school, you graduate, you need a job, you're filing application after application, and nobody seems to want you, you better plead the blood. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof. Your Father in heaven created every job on earth. Plead the blood, plead the blood. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, as your pastor, I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. I plead the blood of Jesus over your health. I plead the blood of Jesus over your soul. I plead the blood of Jesus over your family. I plead the blood of Jesus over your children, over your grandchildren. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over your properties, your car, your automobile, your dishwasher. It's a gift of God. If God bless you, no devil can take it away from you. I plead the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's faith. Every sinner can plunge beneath that flow and, and lose all in their guilty state. I'm not prophet. You're not prophet. But there is power in the blood of Jesus. It will wash you from every yoke. He will wash you and clean you from every field. Don't let the devil call you bad. Don't let the devil make you feel guilty. Jesus went to the cross so that you might be free. And he whom the Son of God set free, guess what? He is free indeed. So tell somebody next to you, say, I am free. God made me free. 
So I break every curse in your life this morning. I break every curse, every witch, every ex, every warlord that is trying to mess with members of this church. I break that curse in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will set you free. I pray that God will lift you up. I pray that God will prosper your children. There is no secret what God can do. What is done for somebody, he'll do it for you. I pray God will set everything that is connected with you. Be free in Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout the blood, the blood, the blood over my life, over my children, over my family, over my job, over my business, over my pastor, over my church. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. No more craziness. No more insanity. No more psychosis. No more dementia. He that the Son of God set free is free indeed. It is so. In Jesus' name. Now let me ask you this question. If you are truly free, how will you act before God? Well, if you don't have an idea, can you imagine somebody who just won a jackpot? Millions of dollars. Do you think he's just going to sit back and... If you cannot relate to that, remember when the walls of Jericho fell down. Ask yourself the question, what is it that caused the walls to come down? The people of God, they were willing to shout. And I don't know what demon you've been facing, but you can shout your way out of it this morning. So open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Come on, come on, shout hallelujah. Open your mouth, decree and declare it. The Bible says you decree a thing, it shall be established. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. 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 For the seventh time, give God your loudest. Hallelujah. It is so. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now I want us to prepare our heart to take the Holy Communion. I want to read some passages of the Word of God to you. And after that, I'm going to ask the choir to sing that famous song, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. Do me a favor. Don't just let the choir sing it. Open your mouth. It's a declaration of faith by all of us today. 
Notice what the Bible says. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning from verse 23. These are not my word. These are the word of Almighty God. And begin to prepare your heart to receive the Holy Communion. The Bible says as often as you do it, you do it in remembrance of God. The word of God say, I have received of the Lord that which also I'm delivering unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, guess what he did? He took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said to the people, Take, eat this. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup, and when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until it return. Let's pray. Lord, we prepare our hearts right now. Thank you for what you did for us on Calvary. Your word said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And like Abel, you left your throne in glory. And you came to this sin-filled field. And you gave your life so that we might be free. Lord, we say thank you. Today we ask that you forgive us of our sins. Every mistake, every misstep, every wrong saying, every wrongdoing. Lord, you said if we confess our sins, you are faithful to forgive us. And we ask for our forgiveness today. We come before your table with a clean heart. And we thank you that we are forgiven in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you please join the choir as we worship?
believe that every one of us have been served. I ask that you take those health elements in your hand right now. The Bible said that same evening, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks to God. And he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples. He told them, this bread represents my body that was broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. Shall we eat right now? Prophet Isaiah recorded it. He said he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him with his strike. <laughs> I am healed. It is good news for anybody with any form of illness. Maybe you at home live streaming. Find you a piece of bread. Anything there. Join us. Can save you thousands of dollars of medical bills by his strike. We are healed. Hallelujah. In the same manner, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God always do. And he began to give the, the disciples this cup. He said it represents a new covenant. This cup represents his blood that was shed for the remission of our sins. This speaks directly to our redemption. He said as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. The old folk says, I know it was the blood. I don't know about you. He said, one day I was lost. Can't find my own way. But the blood of Jesus set all of us free. Shall we all drink at this time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the choir to lead us in our song of rejoicing. The Bible says after they took the communion, they celebrated. They knew what it means. They knew what it means to be free. Free from sickness. Free from a psychosis. Free from addiction. They knew what it means to be free from sin. So I'm going to ask all of us, wherever we are, let's, let's put our hands together. Let's put our voices together. Let's sing and celebrate. Everybody.
Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he bless the work of your hand and prepare a table before you even in the presence of your enemies. May he anoint your head with oil. You are blessed coming in, you are blessed going out. This is my prayer for you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. If you're looking for a church home, and you would like to be a part of this ministry, will you please come forward? My wife and